Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Avengers But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a hero Hello and welcome to Sorted I'm Alex I'm JD And this is not a Harry Potter podcast But instead a podcast about everything else Through the lens of Harry Potter Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're here to sort every character, and otherwise. Every single character deserves a Hogwarts house. But Alex, what are the four houses of Hogwarts? Well, the four houses of Hogwarts are Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. Would you like to explain what those are? Sure. Gryffindor is the good guys, and Slytherin's (laughs) the bad guys, and the other ones don't matter. Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. (laughs) So, we're going to be looking at a bunch of characters and deciding where we think they would go in one of the four houses. So we've got Gryffindors. Gryffindors exemplify bravery and courage and all that is just and noble and right. The hero kind of character. For instance, Harry Potter is a Gryffindor. It's true. And then you've got your Slytherins. Slytherin is the house of ambition and cunning, and um, they're often sort of seen as the bad guys, and that it kind of gets a bad rap for that, but they're not necessarily bad. Slytherin traits can often be signs of someone who has bad intentions, but they don't have to be. Yeah. You can be a jerk and exemplify intelligence, or loyalty, or you can be all about cunning and craftiness, but be a nice person. Yeah, but do it for very positive and good reasons. Ravenclaw is the house of intelligence and wit. They are the the nerds. No, they're (laughs) smart, they're... But they're, but they're not even necessarily smart. The point is, they value intelligence. They use, they use their head first. They will think things through, and, ask, and they will ask questions and rush in later. It's also often the house uh, associated with curiosity um, is, is a big one. Yeah, but if they're so curious, why can't they find things? <laughs> Which brings us to Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff! Not that we're biased, both being Hufflepuffs ourselves, but uh, Hufflepuff. We are Hufflepuffs! Is basically the best house. Um. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, not that we really listen to her anymore, but J.K. Rowling has said that everyone mm. should want to be a they Hufflepuff. Should, they should want to. <laughs> and why did she say that, Alex? Because Hufflepuffs are. Uh, Let's just let's just go through the the line of that house song because it hits all the best buttons. Uh, they are just. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Hufflepuff is the hard workers, the honest people, the um, people who they believe in what literally what's right, justice, fairness. Well, some of, everyone some getting of that, their fa- some yeah. of that's Gryffindor as well, um, but it is it is yeah fairness and. Uh, kindness and equality. There's some amount of overlap between all of the houses, and that's why sorting characters is so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So let's do that. Cool. Who are we? Let's sort some characters. 
who are we gonna sort for our first episode? In honor of Avengers Endgame, <laughs> we are going to sort the Avengers, the main characters of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Marvel characters are originally from uh, comic books, but nowadays most people recognize them and know them from the movies that are all part of that same cinematic universe. And those are the versions of these characters in which we are going to focus on. And to be clear, that means we're not talking about the X-Men or Deadpool or the older Spider-Man films yes, or any of yes. that. Yes, This is strictly MCU. Which still leaves us with many... Many, many characters. <laughs> so let's get started. We let's let's start with the core original Avengers from the original Avengers movie from like 2012. So let's start with the first Avenger. It's Captain America. Alex, what house is he in? Um, Gryffindor, obviously. Okay. I. I Do you disagree? Well, I think that's probably right, but I don't think it's just. A complete slam dunk. I think there's a case to be made for Hufflepuff. Okay. Okay. He he is absolutely about defending the little guy. He's about standing up for what is right, making sure everyone gets what is fair and just for them. That's true. You know, that's okay. This is one of those situations where Hufflepuff and Gryffindor have a lot of overlap. Especially with the, the I, values of like justice. It, yeah. I think all the houses have some amount of overlap. Gryffindor and Hufflepuff and then Ravenclaw and Slytherin, I think, are where the strongest overlaps occur. These are kind of like the two sides of of the alignment. Kinda. I I would agree, though, that he probably leans more towards Gryffindor just because he will absolutely rush in to any situation <laughs> yes. and then ask questions later. <laughs> he's definitely a fight first. He's Yeah, he's like, he, in a lot of ways, he's like the example of a Gryffindor, but... There's still mm. a lot of Hufflepuff especially, in him. Especially regarding things um, uh, like Hufflepuffs are... I mean, Gryffindor has loyalty as well, but it's also a Hufflepuff-heavy trait. Um, his... Uh, if you look at, like, Winter Soldier, like, that whole uh, plot of that movie is him trying to, like, save Bucky when everyone else is like, no, he's a bad guy, leave him alone. And he's just so... Uh, he's, he's so loyal to his friends and the people that he cares about that he will uh, put everything else aside. How much do you mean Winter Soldier and how much do you mean Civil War? I think I mostly mean Civil War. I just yeah. don't care about Civil War as much. And Winter <laughs> Soldier is such a good movie. <laughs> it's, the one a... I, it's the one I want to talk about. Civil War would have been a better film if they had made it a story about Steve, Tony, and Bucky. And like you've got like Falcon who shows up on the side to help Steve. Yeah. And that's so, kind of it. Like, like, um, Winter Soldier 2. <laughs> this time with, uh, Iron Man. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about Iron Man. Right, that is speaking of... Anthony Stark. What are you, what's your ruling on this one? Well, okay, ruling. <laughs> like, I think in a lot of ways he's the exact opposite of Steve, mm. while still being... It, very positive. I think he's somewhere between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. I could see that, yeah. I think I would personally veer towards uh, Ravenclaw. Because, okay. partially because it comes down to, um, uh, so how, <laughs> sorting isn't necessarily just about what someone is, but also what they value. Mm -hmm. um, and I mm -hmm. would say that uh, 
Tony Stark Iron Man uh, values intelligence very, very highly. I think more so he values progress. He values improving things and going above, beyond, and further than ever before. By He values being the best and having the best tech and equipment. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I could see that how, how that veers into Silurian. When you At first, when you were saying just yeah. progress, that sounded very Ravenclaw to me. But you're right, with the, the being the best part is is a bit more Slytherin. He's almost... Wow, I'm going to say this. He, he's almost more about progress for progress's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally Dolores Umbridge's line when she says what has to be stopped, which is incredibly ironic because she is Slytherin. But I think that progress for progress's sake is a more Slytherin trait than anything else. I don't know. I think Slytherin is more... Uh inclined to preserve traditional values sure i that okay i guess progress i mean progress meant in a different way like progress i think in a lot of ways slytherin would be the house of innovation i think which like i think that's ravenclaw i think ravenclaw would be more inclined to doing things the way they've been done in the past like take hermione i know she's not ravenclaw but she's close very close and Hermione was so rigidly, she, like, you must f- stick to the book, follow the instructions as written. Whereas then you've got Snape as the Harper Prince, who's worked so hard to create new ideas, new potions, new spells. But at the same time, you have Luna, who is a Ravenclaw, who is nothing but outside of the box um, in her thinking. She's in, uh, all about new ideas, but not necessarily about anything practical i think slithering will come in mm. when, you, when you're pushing it to be but more practical on 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 the flip side of that you said snape is all about creating new things and getting making things better and etc but you also have slughorn who is very much more on the side of keeping things the way that they always had been for himself but part of the way he gets to have that self like that life himself yeah. is by th- pushing others I to do more I think it's not so much Ravenclaw is the house of whatever, and Slytherin is the house of whatever. I think it comes down to your motive. I think both houses are mm-hmm. a heavy proprietor of, of progress and innovation, yeah. um, but Slytherins will do it for their own sake, and Ravenclaws will do it for the sake of the world, you know? I don't think Ravenclaw necessarily would do it for the sake of the world. I think that then pushes more towards Hufflepuff. I think they would do it for the sake of doing it and like mm. to be the one who's done it. Oh, just for, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's more, that's more of what I was saying. Not necessarily to be the one who's mm. done it, but just for it to have okay. been done. So what's Tony's motivation here? Okay. This is, this is where it gets tricky because in earlier Iron Man stuff, yeah. it's, he's definitely a, a Slytherin. At the at the beginning, when he's like he's just making the biggest baddest weapons to have made the biggest baddest weapons. And... Yeah, that's when we first meet him as a character. He's very very mm-hmm. Slytherin, but I think as time goes on, he's definitely more Ravenclaw. When he starts making, so when he starts when he first comes back and is working on his own Iron Man suit, though, what's the point of doing that at that point? That, that's still early in his stuff. The problem is that every time they bring him into a movie, they like restart his arc. <laughs> And he's, like, back to where he was. And he never gets to grow properly. Uh... Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, he is trying to make this robot army to take over them so he doesn't have to be Iron Man personally anymore and so that they can go out and defend the world on his behalf, essentially. 
Would you say that leans more towards Ravenclaw or Slytherin? I don't know, because it's selfish, because he doesn't want to do it, but it's also not selfish, because he's not doing it. This is hard. (laughs) So where do we land on Tony? I'm inclined to say Ravenclaw. Okay, I think I'd still say Slytherin. I think we've both made, I think we've, like, talked about it, but I don't think either of us have changed our mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely uh, one of those ones where it could go either way, and because of the nature of this kind of thing... Uh, it's subjective! It is subjective, yes. Slytherclaw! Slytherclaw! <laughs> Slytherclaw? What about Thor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just these transitions! I am amazing. It was very good. Everyone praise me. Thor is a Hufflepuff. S- <laughs> okay. Bold um, statement, but I stand I think, by it. I think Thor in Ragnarok is definitely a That's Hufflepuff. That's the only Thor that matters. <laughs> I think when he started out. He was a pig-headed Gryffindor. Mm. You're right. Like, yes, <laughs> you are correct. If he was sorted at the beginning of the film series, he'd have been a Gryffindor. So if he was like sorted age eleven, like you do at Hogwarts, he would have gone through and been Gryffindor, and then he'd have been the kind of person that Dumbledore would say later on, "Oh, we sort too soon." Yeah, I was, gonna, I was, I was nice. just gonna say, ah, oh, sometimes I fear we sort too soon. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Snape's still a racist dick. It's true. Fuck Snape. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> just had to get... Cool, Thor. Gotta get that out there. Yeah, I would say Thor's a Hufflepuff. Um, Thor's a Hufflepuff. Easy. We just, Easy we, just, we just agree on that. We don't need to yeah. support our claims. <laughs> okay. Sure. At the point we've got now, he is, all. he is again... Very much about standing up for those who need help. Yes. Just going out and doing the right thing. Just doing what needs to be done. He will stand... He is loyal. Loyalty. Yeah. To Loki. (laughs) To his stupid freaking brother (laughs) who stabbed him with a snake. (laughs) Stabbed him with a snake. Or something. He stabbed him with a snake. No. Loki took a snake and stabbed Thor with it. Because uh, he knows that Thor loves snakes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's better? Like, would you rather be stabbed with something you hate or something you love? That's a good point. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I would rather be stabbed with a kitten. <laughs> because, like, that's not gonna suck. It's a kitten. Eh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Thor's, Thor's a Hufflepuff, and Bruce Banner is a Ravenclaw. Oh yeah, definitely. Bruce is the like, most Ravenclaw. He is a scientist. He is all about just like learning and intelligence. And I don't think the Hulk being part of him changes no. that. No, I would say I, don't, I would say the Hulk is like a different house. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's interesting to try and sort the Hulk though, because the Hulk is a manifestation of his own personality, really. Mm. Yeah, it's a fair. part of him. Yeah, that's valid. So if we were to take, just if we took Captain America as Gryffindor, and if we accepted Iron Man as Slytherin, with our first four, and the first four who got films, we've got all four houses. That's pretty solid. That's interesting. That is interesting. You got you got to cover all your bases with all your character types. <laughs> but considering that like Marvel heroes do fit into quite a mold, it's interesting that we can say... Yeah that they also 
have a lot of distinction. It's, uh, it's also worth pointing out that I should say it's it's very easy. It it would be very easy to just say that all of these superheroes are Gryffindors because superheroes tend to be that kind of thing. But they all have different motivations. But, and... but they they do. Yeah, there's there's enough nuance here that definitely. That... There are lots of different ways to be a snarky guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's different kinds of sarcastic assholes, and they're all great. But what about a hero who's not that? What about a hero who is a girl? What? Those exist? As side characters? Oh, boy. Black Widow. <laughs> Natasha Romanoff. Uh, this one seems easy to me, actually. Okay, because I'm not sure where I'd go, but oh, go for it. I, I say Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Convince me. I, I would say that her motivations um, are self... Self-serving? Oriented. Yeah, self... That's the word I was looking for, thank you. Yeah, um, especially, like, you think about that, that key moment in Winter Soldier, like, when she decide, makes the decision to... Re- well, but... Is it self-serving though when she releases all the information about Shield and like puts her own public, her own private history into the public record? Um, or is that more she's a Slytherin who had a moment where she went against that sort of aspect of her nature? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more like that. In her nature, she would have kept that private for herself, but she went against that. She did hesitate, if I remember correctly. Yes, she's also self-serving. But not 100% about her actual self, but also about those close to her. Which is also a Slytherin kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. She sided with Tony in Civil War to help Steve. And when it came to being the one to stop him entirely, she let Steve go. Because she thought that was the best overall. Yeah, yeah. Including for her, which is... Mm Mm-hmm kind of weird <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a strange um kind of complicated thing um, yeah but um, it, 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 it feels like most of her motivation is is self-serving in some way or another it doesn't help that she's like absolutely the least developed character we've talked about so far yeah it's i'm having a hard time finding examples <laughs> but she's not as badly developed as hawkeye oh boy this one Clint Barton This one I don't have I got no idea. Hufflepuff. You think? Thinking primarily about the original Avengers movie, or think about we know his backstory, how he went out of his way to help Natasha and stand up for her, even when she was literally trying to kill him. Okay. And he helped turn her around because he could see that in her. He sees the best in everyone and try does what he can to bring okay, that out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. He's he's not he is not interested in running off to the fight. He turns up for the fight when it, he thinks it's necessary. That's true. He didn't show he, up. He in, is like the slowest, in the slowest to fight. Yeah, he's he didn't show up in Infinity War because he didn't think he had to. <laughs> he didn't think it was the right th- the best thing yeah. to do. He thought that other people would handle it. That's not, which is kind of selfish, I guess. Uh, it's more of like a. It's like a dash of Slytherin, but yeah. I, I think it's Hufflepuff. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with Hufflepuff. I, I think he not quite pacifist, but would rather take a non-violent approach. Passive-aggressivist. If it's possible. Or shoots an arrow. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, that's that's actually really interesting, considering his uh, expertise is uh, in ranged weaponry, um, because that sort of 
uh, disconnects you from your target, essentially. So that could be sort of tied into the whole, like, doesn't want to get involved with violent things or whatever, you know, like, and if he does, he would rather sort of distance himself from it, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, say, I, I'd agree, Hufflepuff. Speaking of keeping that distance, you know who keeps his distance from the battlefield entirely? <laughs> who? Nick Fury. Or as we put it in our notes, Samuel L. Fury Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Because Sam Jackson plays one character and it's Sam Jackson, but he does it so well. It's not true at all. He plays lots of diverse characters, but he's also just actual Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury is a particular character he plays who is the big boss man at first, but less so later. He brings the team together because of he wants to save the world just in case. And he had a friend called Carol. Yeah. What's Nick Fury? This one's hard. Why does he bring the team together? Because that's, I think, the, the, the absolute pinnacle, the most, the most important thing he does is bring the Avengers together. Yeah. What's his motivation for that? And I think we get a glimpse into that in Captain Marvel. Sure. But why, why does he do it? to protect innocent people like to protect the world essentially yep but i think he does it because he thinks that's the only choice he thinks it's necessary to be able to fight particular kinds of threats Mm. okay i think i think he's doing that i think he's kind of slytherin i think he's doing that in a very he's going about trying to save the world in a very slytherin way he's not just trying to find any old way to to stop it he's trying to find the best way to stop it okay he's trying to find the way that will cause the, the that will be the least problematic, arguably whether whether arguable whether or not he succeeds on that, but he's trying to find the way that would be the least problematic, and the way that would be the most beneficial, the way that will be quickest, easiest, and most efficient. Yeah, to have a small number of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm very loose on saying he's a Slytherin there, but also yeah. he is all about keeping. He is all about like the way he keeps secrets. Yes. And like that's a very Slytherin thing. He keeps everything close to his chest. He doesn't trust. He barely trusts at all, and definitely not easily. Yeah. He he's established a uh, sort of like a front. You know, like he doesn't show his actual self to anyone. He's brought this team together. He doesn't care about the team for themselves that much, and definitely not at first. No, he just cares about what they can do. He is using them a lot. Uh, Bruce Bruce Banner and the Hulk is a good example of that, too. Yeah, he he acts like, sure, he's interested in both sides. But he's but... not. He, he just wants the Hulk to fight. Well, that's it. He wants the Hulk to fight, and he wants Bruce for his mind. He t- but he tells Bruce he's only interested in Bruce. He doesn't. He says he's not interested in the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I was getting. Yeah, he still definitely wants to use Bruce Banner, and that's the thing. He's like he's getting the best of both. He's trying to get that mind, but also that fighting force. He gets both in one package. He's definitely uh, sort of manipulative. <sighs> so <and> manipulative. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like his whole deal. That's what he does. I mean. He manipulates them into being the Avengers and bringing them together as a team by leading them to believe that Coulson is dead, which d- whether or not he is depends on whether you like want to take she- Agents of Shield into canon. Because yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a weird gray area. It... I think the show still considers the films canon, but the films don't consider the show canon. I think yes, that is the way that it works. I'm saying that as someone who hasn't watched since the beginning of season two of Shields. 
<laughs> Remember when we watched Shield? <laughs> yeah. Coulson had a whiteboard. Coulson had a whiteboard. Remember? I remember. Remember Coulson's whiteboard? I remember Coulson's whiteboard. Hey! Speaking of Coulson. Speaking of a- Agent Phil Coulson, I'm so good at segues. We've decided that, that Fury is a Slytherin, for sure. Phil Coulson. Definitely. On the other hand. <laughs> like, I don't want to just say Hufflepuff again. Because I feel like I've said that a lot. Yeah, but also, I was also inclined to say Hufflepuff. He he loves so easily. He trusts very easily, yes. He's such a good boy. And again, um, that comes up in Captain Marvel, too. Yeah, 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 no, totally. And he's so... Because he's, he's only been in, like, the two movies. Well, he's had uh, some bit parts, but, like, as an actual character... Four? Four? Five, even. Uh, but the first two Iron Man films, Thor... Sig- Thor. Significant parts? I th- okay, not, not not like major, but like I'd say he had a, in, like a role in the first Iron Man film and the second. I can't remember him in that movie. Well, he's the he's the agent who shows up. He, he's all like, ah, strategic homeland, blah, 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 blah. I remember that. Yeah, we're that. working on an acronym for that. Yeah, but he doesn't like do anything character-wise. Uh, Does he do anything that shows him having a personality? I don't know. Because that, that's what I'm getting at by, like, bit parts versus, like, an actual role. Like, in Captain Marvel... I was completely agreeing with you on Captain Marvel. Yeah, he, he decides to trust Fury over uh, the whoever's yeah. calling the shots. Um, yeah, he puts his faith in Fury. He trusts... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coulson's definitely just a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Hufflepuffs are nice people. They want to help people. And he's, he's hardworking. That's how it works. And loyal and kind and... Uh, and you know what? He, you know, you know what? He found Thor's hammer. He did. He found it. Good job, Coulson. Coulson! You are the greatest man I ever knew! You will be avenged! I will get the Avengers, and you will be avenged! <laughs> Do you think anyone knows what that's from? I reference that all the time, and no one... I love no it. No one knows what that's from. <laughs> Kobe Smulders is... An icon. Are we going to sort her? It should be. Let's do it. Kobe Smulders. Maria Hill. Maria Hill has barely appeared in a Marvel yeah, film. Yeah, I was going to say, I, but don't, one time, I don't know if we know enough about her. But one time she wore Steve's jacket. Oh, okay. I don't know, Gryffindor? Eh, sure. She's a Gryffindor. Yeah. She does the right thing. She's good. Now that we've made it to the slightly less major characters, do you want to... Well, we've we, we sorted the core Avengers team. The original Avengers. Yeah. These are the Avengers. They're the ones who are drawing people in, mostly. Apart from Paul Guy. Yeah, and there's some outliers. You know, you got your Spider-Man. Yeah, he's Ravenclaw. But that—that that is that's the original <laughs> set of Avengers from, like, the original Avengers film. So, we don't have time to sort every character of all time in that level of depth. But luckily, most characters don't have that level of depth. No. We're going to do quick fire sorting. We'll go back and forth. I'll say a name. You say the house. You give me another name. We go back and forth. We go through our list. Okay. We've we've got a list here. Alex, Peter Parker, <laughs> Spider-Man, go. Uh, Ravenclaw. Agreed. Uh, Ant-Man. Uh, Slytherin? Interesting. I think he's the... I think he's like the nicest Slytherin. Okay. Uh, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, Wasp. Hope Van Dyne. I'm also going to say Slytherin. Okay. Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, ooh, uh, uh, Gryffindor. Totally. He's he's so Gryffindor. Sure, sure. Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers. Oh, God. Hufflepuff? Mm, I don't think I'd agree, but okay. Uh, keep going. We could have a whole discussion on that, actually. Um, well, what would you... Out of curiosity, what would you say? I'm inclined to go Gryffindor. Okay. 
yeah, it's very it's very close between the two of those. Like she is all about like try, like trying to push forward and like be a, she wants to be a hero. She wants to help and but consider like she, the defining moment, like the 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 best moment in that whole movie where the guy is like fight me without your powers and she's like fuck that and just like smacks him and drags him off is not very yeah. good to me that that's, no. that feels like such a defining moment and that feels very Hufflepuff of being just like no I don't need to fight you on your terms for some sense of honor I need to just get this over with I'd say that moment seems Slytherin you think she's not going to fight him on his terms she'll do things her way and she's not going to throw away her weapons because why would she like, she'll take every advantage she can get because, like, she doesn't need to listen to this guy. I would, like, if I was going to put some, a label on her, I guess it would have to be Slitherdor. <laughs> okay. Griff, Griffinin. I think Slitherdor is the commonly accepted one. She's a Griff, she's a Griffinin. I stand by Hufflepuff. <laughs> you know, Hufflepuffs will fight you. Doctor Strange. Doctor Stephen Strange. <laughs> Ravenclaw. Ah, we're using our superhero identities. <laughs> Yeah, Ravenclaw, sure. Uh, Falcon. So Hufflepuff, though. So Aww. Hufflepuff. Happy Hogan. Gryffindor? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, Rhodey. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Sif. Lady Sif. Gryffindor? Sure. Vision? He's a smart guy, so he's a Ravenclaw. That's how this works. He's <laughs> No, but he is so Ravenclaw. He thinks about everything. <laughs> That's so Ravenclaw. <laughs> Scarlet Witch. Ooh, I know this is supposed to be a, an instant one, but I'm having a hard time. I want to say Slytherin, but I also want to say Hufflepuff. Okay, well, pick one. I'll say Slytherin. Okay. Quicksilver. Slytherin. Sure. In the in a good way. Darcy. Ravenclaw. Who, for anyone who doesn't remember, was Thor's girlfriend's friend. <laughs> we have her listed above Jane Foster. <laughs> she, she's the one who says Mia Mia, and that's all that matters. She's, I like her better than Jane, it's fine. Yeah, I like Jane. Yeah, Jane's yeah. fine. She's, Jane's good. Jane's fine. I said Ravenclaw, by the way. Okay. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Ooh, hmm. Slytherin. Interesting. Yeah. Sure. Ha- uh, Hank Van Dyne, the original Ant-Man, the old dude. Slytherin. Sure. Wong? Okay. That's just a very, so Ant-Man is just a very Slytherin film. We're not supposed to be talking about this this much. I already nope. threw you your next one. Speed Sorry. round. Wong. Huff, uh, Ravenclaw. Sorry, Ravenclaw. That's so Ravenclaw. Aunt May. Hufflepuff. Okay. Ned? Ravenclaw. Sure. With a dash of Hufflepuff. Okay, yeah. Shuri. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Uh, Okoye? Okoye is the one who is, like, gonna, like, totally kill her husband, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Hufflepuff. So yeah. Hufflepuff. She's so loyal. <laughs> She's great. Arguably Gryffindor, but I'm gonna say Hufflepuff. I'll uh, take it. Tal- Talos. Uh, he's the the guy from Captain Marvel. Um, cool, because I didn't remember him. Whom I'm also gonna say is Hufflepuff. Sure. Everything he's doing was for his family. Yep. Next category is love interests. Ooh. Peggy Carter. <laughs> Gryffindor. Yeah. Bucky Barnes makes it into love interests rather than sidekicks. <laughs> Our sorting is... Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes is a Slytherin. Okay. I think... I'd say, I, I don't know. I think the Winter Soldier Slytherin. I think Bucky himself is more Gryffindor. But... Maybe. Sure. Anyway, go for it. Pepper Potts. Ooh, Slytherin? 
Interesting. Mm. Jane Foster. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye's wife. Hufflepuff, because she stands by her husband. <laughs> Nakia. Ah, uh, Gryffindor. Star Lord. This the, ne- the next category segment is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Star Lord. That's a hard one. S- Slytherin. Okay. He step maybe he he becomes more Gryffindor by the end, but he definitely starts very Slytherin. I think he's still mostly yeah, Slytherin. Okay, I can see that. Gamora. Also Slytherin. Yeah, they're very Slytherin team. It is. Yeah, they're all very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the point. It is. Yeah, it's great though. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Raccoon? So Slytherin. Yeah. Edging towards Ravenclaw, but Slytherin. Okay, sure. Groot. Hufflepuff? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Drax. Gryffindor. Okay. Nebula. Slytherin. Yep. Yondu? Slytherin. Sure. Mantis. Hufflepuff. Yeah. And our final category villains uh-huh. there's so many <laughs> it's the smallest category we have because Who have we, we, got? Could, we couldn't remember any of the villains first off is loki loki he's yeah i mean he's slytherin he is yeah. slytherin yeah eric which one is eric he's the antagonist in black panther oh right yeah He's a super interesting character, which is why we put him on the yeah, list. No, totally. And I'm inclined to say Gryffindor, actually. Okay, okay. Not 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 common to have a Gryffindor um, villain, but that's what I'd say. And finally, the purple one. <laughs> he who shall have his butt exploded by Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, no. What house is that idiot? He's not a Ravenclaw, I can tell you that much. He is not a Ravenclaw. Because he's, he's stupid. Stupid. Thanos, get your act together. But. But. Yes. He's go. A man is going in the butt. Gil- <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart's a Ravenclaw. Oh, you're right. You don't have to be smart to be a Ravenclaw. It's. You value it about, intelligence. It is about value. And I think he values intelligence. Do you? I think he thinks he's smart. And he thinks that that's important, and he thinks he's found the logical, intelligent solution. Oh God, he's such a douche, bro. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's Ravenclaw. Interesting. Mm. I don't think I. I agree with Ravenclaw. That's valid. So, what are you going to say? I don't want to say Slytherin because that seems too obvious. But I'm trying to think about like his motives and what he's doing, what he's doing, and he he thinks that he's doing the right thing. He thinks that he's... Yeah, he totally thinks he's doing the right thing. That he's, like, helping somehow. And that he has to make some kind of grand sacrifice to improve things. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking Gryffindor. Okay. But, like, he's not remotely the same kind of villain as Eric. No. But that's the thing, is, like, just because they're in the same house doesn't mean, like... No, I know, I know. They have necessarily anything in common. I think I've still talked myself into saying Ravenclaw. So. Sure, sure, that's fair. Yeah. He's a, he's a hard one. Well, looks like we got that sorted. <laughs> you stole my joke. <laughs> I was gonna make that joke. Yeah, I know, I stole it from you. You did. I know, I'm, I'm, I, I suck. I'm sorry, do you want to make the joke? Go ahead and make the joke. Thieving, thieving slither in you. Wow! 
Wow. <laughs> wow. All the truth comes out. I mean, I'm not a Slytherin. Because I don't have... Are you Are you sure? You just stole my joke for your own gain. I don't have any ambition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cunning. <laughs> I, was so, I was incredibly blatant about stealing your joke. <laughs> that was... That took guts. That was brave of you, me. <laughs> you got me there. Oof. <laughs> you heard it here first. Gryffindors steal jokes and aren't ashamed of it. That's a hot take for you. Oh, that could be a fun thing, though. We like at the end of each thing, we get, like one of us gives a random trait for a house, like like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. H- house hot take. All right, I, I guess we. Yeah. it's our first episode, and we've already got a segment. Yeah, house hot take. Gryffindors steal jokes and aren't ashamed of it. I buy that. Yeah, I think we just recorded a podcast. I think we did. I think we've got it sorted. Okay, but are you gonna wait? <laughs> Ha ha ha! Now I stole your joke that you stole from me! (laughs) (laughs) Uh. This is the end of the episode. We would like to thank uh, Matt Majakovo of the Whopping Willows for the use of the House of Awesome theme song as our theme song. And also, thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. We're very excited to be a part of the network. Um, You're making all of our dreams come true. You... (laughs) (laughs) All of our dreams. This is my only dream, is to be a podcast. I'm a millennial. If you disagree with any of our takes and you want to tell us more of your own ideas and you you want to sort the characters differently, you can talk to us on Twitter. We're at SortedPod on Twitter. And we also have our own Twitters. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm Pchew, (laughs) P-T-C-H-E-W. Yeah, that's it, right? Bye. Bye. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.